0: Welcome to Down with the Dig. I'm Shella.
1: And I'm Matt. This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. Jella, I am so excited to start this podcast with you today.
0: So am I, Matt. With the construction industry booming, it's just a great time to have something like this, to let our members and our signatory contractors know the latest safety tips, the newest developments in our industry, and also how we're protecting their jobs and benefits.
1: I hope it's a really good learning experience for me as well. You know, I didn't grow up in the construction industry, but I've been associated with the laborers now for 20 years, and I've gotten to learn a lot, but I still don't know what happens out in the field every day.
0: I did grow up in a construction family. My dad's been a member for over 50 years, and I've got several other family members that have been in the local for years. So I'm excited too, and I feel like there are still things that I can learn.
1: Instead of us talking about it, Let's give you a sample of some of the things you're gonna hear on future episodes of Down With The Dig. This is my office, this is my safe space. From that wall to here is me.
0: The better you understand your insurance, the more use you can get out of your insurance.
1: Yes, you can cover your family at no extra cost and it doesn't matter if you have one dependent or 10 dependents. The legendary quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Bernie Kosar. There's smarter ways today to go about being out there and being in pain and getting through it smarter than there was say 10 years ago. You know what I have found, Matt, over the last three to five years, that contractors are beginning to look at, you know, union relationships as a positive and are now involved in direct recruiting. And you're gonna see a lot of our messaging isn't just targeted to a business owner, how do you create a safer work zone, but it's targeted to that driver
0: The the labor community is really the linchpin um, of economic recovery and the connection to jobs.
1: We certainly have a lot of interesting and impressive guests coming up on Down With The Dig.
0: I'm excited too, Matt. We've got some good guests coming up and a lot of information for our listeners.
1: So subscribe, like us, and send us an email. Send it to talk at downwiththedig.com. Shella, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the union?
0: Sure, Matt. I am a member of Labor's Local 83 in Portsmouth, Ohio, and I've been a member for 10 years. I am also the assistant director of Ohio Lesset, the Ohio Labor's Employers Cooperation Education Trust. One of the fun things about my job is, is that we do fair contracting. We make sure that Our members are classified correctly and getting paid the right wage. We also advocate for work zone safety. Not only am I an assistant director of Ohio Lesset, but I'm also a mother of four and a grandmother of 12 with numbers 13 and 14 on the way. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm having fun at home and I'm also having fun at work.
1: Sounds good. Sounds like you're busy.
0: I'm very, very busy. Matt, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Well, I've been the administrator at Ohio Labor's Benefits for 19 years now. What the heck does that mean, Matt? So the administrator is in charge of the benefits office, and at the benefits office, we make sure that members have eligibility for health care. We make sure that when they're ready to hang up their work boots and retire, that their pensions are processed and paid timely every month, and a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with those two main objectives.
0: Do you have a lot of interaction with the members?
1: We do. Our office talks to members almost every single day. Um, we help them with any health care problems they may have, you know, getting doctor's bills paid or anything like that. And we also help them, like I said, fill out their pension applications, any problems they have with their, uh, their pension benefits, you know, as far as getting their direct deposits set up or getting their address changed, getting beneficiaries added, that type of stuff.
0: Now, what's your relationship with our signatory contractors, or do you have one?
1: We do. Our signatory contractors report to us every month for any working hours uh, that were performed by the members, and so they send us reports every month. Uh, a lot of times we don't talk to them necessarily so much, but they do you know, send us reports and checks every month for those, uh, those benefits that the workers deserve.
0: You kind of see both sides then.
1: Right. We have to work with both sides, Yep, the members and the signatory contractors.
0: So do you have any juicy stories you can tell us?
1: I don't have any juicy stories I can share due to privacy concerns, but there are plenty (laughs) of juicy stories. You know, Shel, one thing we've learned through this pandemic is some of the terms that you hear in the media that certainly construction members were aware of, but I don't think your everyday citizen even knew what those terms meant, like PPE. Matt, I don't
0: think I have ever heard the term PPE used other than in our industry.
1: So what does it mean?
0: It means personal protective equipment.
1: And why is that so important to our construction members?
0: I've got a little story about that. I was talking with one of my friends the other day who is in healthcare, and she was talking about the long hours they were working and the difficulty in finding PPEs, things such as masks, gowns, those type of things. So she was talking about that. I was saying to her about how we were kind of on the front end of this. Uh, We were already checking to make sure that they were safe, that they were working in safe conditions because we haven't stopped working since this pandemic started. So I was telling her how fortunate we are to be in an industry that is that caring and know the importance of keeping them safe.
1: And do you think we might see a resurgence in unions after all this?
0: I feel like we may because we're a voice for those people. You know, those long hours that she was talking about working and then the worry of finding the proper protective equipment. You know, when you're a part of a union, they're there looking out for you. They're your voice. They're the ones that make sure you have that stuff, that you're being provided that. Because not only does that keep you safe on the job, but it also keeps your family safe. You don't want to be taking home contaminants or, you know, you don't want to be injured or killed on the job.
1: And that's what it's really all about, right? We want to go home safe from our jobs at the end of the day.
0: That's right. That's right. That is one of our top priorities is to make sure that our men and women that are out there on those jobs make it home safe to their families every night.
1: You know, we've got similar backgrounds uh, growing up in somewhat small towns. You in Portsmouth, me in Lima. Is there anything growing up in Portsmouth that, you know, was special to you?
0: Well, when I look back on it, it, it's so different than it is now. I mean, we played outside. We went in the woods. We played in the creek. We'd go to the neighbor's house, and you didn't have to be back home till dark. Right. And now, well, even when my kids were growing up, there was no way that that would ever happen. So that's probably the biggest thing that I see that I remember that— is, you know, kind of sentimental to me.
1: I just had this discussion with my kids. You know, we were told, uh, you know, stay in the neighborhood, but be home by dinnertime. And that, that was pretty much the only rules we had to live by. And these days, you just can't do that.
0: It's so different.
1: But I did like, you know, growing up in a small town, you really knew your neighbors. You really got to know the people that you were surrounded with. And I just don't feel like, at least where I live now, I don't feel like that that's the case anymore.
0: Well, and that's, I was just saying that to my husband the other day. I was like... You know, I've been here in Columbus now for about four years, and I still, my the friends that I have are the people I work with. So it's, you know, I don't really have right. like girlfriends or, or things yet because it's just not, it's not the same. If, if you were down in Portsmouth when I was growing up, it's, your neighbors would come, if you moved in, they would come to see you. They would, you know, sit and talk for hours. People would just drop by and right. none of that stuff happens anymore.
1: Not anymore. Mm-mm. You know, even though we don't have that sense of community anymore, there is one way to find that, right?
0: That's right, Matt, and that is to become a member of a union. We're close-knit, we're loyal, and we're always there for one another.
1: And we look out for each other and have each other's backs, no matter what.
0: No matter what. We are so excited you're here with us on Down With The Dig. Subscribe to us, share us with your friends, and follow us. You can find the links in the show notes.
1: And we want this to be interactive, so drop us an email at talk at downwiththedig.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening, and let's be careful out there.